is Rebecca Schissel Marshall with Whole Body Upgrade, a podcast to help you get unstuck, feel better, and have more energy. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. How are you? I am so glad to be with you here today. I want to begin by creating some sacred space by welcoming in the directions welcoming in the great direction of the east, of the south, of the west, and the north. I call in all of the elements, the elements of air, fire, water, and earth. And I welcome in all of our loving, compassionate spirits and guides that are here to help us and support us. And the ancestors who have lived well and died well, And I'm acknowledging that I'm on the land of the Cherokee in the creek, what is now known as Athens, Georgia. So here we are. Here we are at episode 35. And I don't know if anyone else is feeling this right now, but the energy is very different for me right now. What... I've been feeling lately is that there's this some change in the foundation that's under me. It's energy for me and for my life. And it's also what I feel like is a deep groundswelling of what is about to come. A sense that there is something there, but not yet knowing what it is. And that feeling for me is really, I've heard it best described by Pema Chodron. She calls it positive groundlessness. And I just really appreciate her description of it, where she talks about it's actually a positive thing where we can let go of not knowing, of not controlling, of planning, and stepping into this change that's about to happen without having to hold or cling onto it. So this difference that we feel, there is a difference that as we shift and change into something, it can feel a little unnerving because it is different than what we're used to. We might mistake the discomfort for something being wrong or off, but really It's a feeling of new stories being formed. We all have stories in our head and we're used to the old stories, but when new stories are formed, it feels different. It brings about new perspectives and, and in reality, what's happening in the brain is that there are these new neuronal connections being formed or being strengthened if they're already there. So when I'm in times like these, and actually, really, this is a practice I do all the time. There's a practice I use that is foundational to what I do and what I teach my clients. I've talked about before on this podcast, and you know, it's part of a lot of what I do, is changing the conversation in your head, right? The words that we say, that critical voice, listening to and creating a different pattern, right? A different conversation, What I'm going to talk about today actually goes deeper than that. It's not just the words. It's learning to be there for yourself. 
not only in present times, but this is this is where it gets a little more challenging to explain. And one of my clients was like, can you say that in plain English today? So it's not only being there in present times for yourself, but also being there for yourself in the past. So that can be a little mind-blowing. This can be confusing because many people see time as linear. But in my experience, time is actually not linear. That's one of the shamanic um, perspectives is that we can step off this linear timeline that we're currently on and hop over to a timeline where a younger or older version of ourselves is hanging out and is in need of support. So we can provide support for that version of ourselves, for that younger part of ourselves. It's deeply healing because it works not only on, oh, I'm going to go to my younger self and be a support for my for that part of me, but it's also working on an energetic and soul level, as well as the mental and the emotional level. Those are important too. It's just that there's more to it. You travel back in time or travel forward in time. When we treat the body in this, again, this holistic perspective, right? The centered wellness framework of these five wellness bodies, then the body can receive a healing in a very deep way. And this can not only have emotional ramifications, right? That we might feel different. We might feel better, but also that it can heal different levels physically, right? Physical illness that's there. And in essence, the, this practice is showing up for yourself as a compassionate mentor. This term is something that I first learned from Sherry Huber, who is an amazing Zen Buddhist monk who, um, if you're interested, living compassion is her work and she is, I highly recommend her. I practice in a slightly different way than she practices it, but the concept is the same. Mentoring yourself, yes. I think you know what she does is amazing. But the process that I do is different. It's the idea that you're showing up for yourself in whatever way is needed. You don't have to rely on someone else or something else to be a certain way because you, this wise, compassionate part of you is there, is there to provide you whatever you need, you know, kind of like how we wish our best friend could be there at all times, right? It, you get to become that best friend for yourself. You don't have to rely on anyone else. The compassionate mentor is the part of you that is there when you're angry, sad, happy, lonely, right? This is the relationship with yourself that underlies everything that you do. And this is the beginning of a lot of places for change, as we talked about at the beginning of this year. Developing that compassionate relationship with yourself changes everything. And I mean that very literally, not like, oh, this changes everything. No, developing this compassionate relationship with yourself 
changes everything. You no longer have to look to someone else to fix the situation. It doesn't even matter if the situation gets fixed because you've got someone there, yourself. You've got this part of you showing up and being there, providing you the support that you need. So if you feel like you messed up, the compassionate mentor comes in to hold your hand, give you a hug, and tells you that she loves you no matter what. You're excited that you finally did this scary thing that you've been wanting to do? The compassionate mentor is there to high-five you and tell you how amazing you are for facing your fear, right? No matter what the outcome is, right? This is part of that non-attachment that is so important to how we live our life. It's not about the results. It's not about the circumstance. It's about how are you showing up? for yourself in each moment. So how do you do this? How do you compassionately show up for yourself and mentor yourself? Well, as we talked about on the last episode, the process begins with this listening deeply. You have to be able to know what's happening in your life, right? In your, in your mind, in your emotions. That's what the last episode was discussing. When you are present in awareness and here now, when you are aware and present, you have more space and time to listen. When you're listening, then you can listen to your body, whatever messages it's giving you, whether that be sensations or if there's an illness that's arised or a disorder or if there are pains or if you have a gut feeling about something, right? Like all of those fall under messages that your body might be giving you. And then you can ask what those sensations mean. You can look for those bodily sensations and look at what those messages might be conveying. And in that listening, you might notice an emotion that comes along with that sensation. Maybe it's a tightness in your shoulders that could be anger or fear, or maybe it's just simply that you've been working in a non-ergonomic workstation, right? The message could be very simple. It doesn't have to be deep-seated every time. But there are messages, and there are so many messages that the body can convey to you. And the precursor to those emotions, so you have these emotions, and before that is often the thought. So the way that I practice, right? We talked about the way the mind works. Circumstance happens, we have a thought, we have an emotion. Well, sometimes we catch in, like we're like, oh, I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? And you can trace it back to the thoughts. So in my experience, those thoughts, right, lead to the emotions. The emotions lead to the actions we have in our lives. And by listening deeply, we can start to listen to what those messages are. What is the mind telling us? What are the messages that I'm receiving? And when you are aware of what's really going on in your life, when you see the thought, when you see the emotion, when you feel the pain in your body or the sensation in your body, you can then develop the mentoring relationship with yourself by going back to the moment in time when this all developed. So the compassionate mentor can be there when whatever it is first showed up in your life, have an issue around money that keeps showing up, you can go back to that 
16-year-old, 7-year-old, you know, however old she is, 23-year-old, who had an event happen to her. And you can be there for her. You can be there on that timeline energetically, emotionally, for that younger part of you that needed something and didn't receive it. The compassionate mentor has the potential to then shift the pattern that began all of those years ago and interrupt that old pattern to allow for a new pattern. With the compassionate mentor, we have the opportunity to show up for ourselves in ways that we always wanted others to show up for us, but that they weren't available or able to. Right? Not because they were bad or wrong. We're not going into like all the problems, right? We're just like, well, what did, what did I need in that moment when I was seven years old and I learned that I should be saving my money instead of spending it? I got to hold on to every penny, right? Seeing the budget on the calendar, on the refrigerator from the parents about how you have to be so careful about money. That might cause a story in your life, a thought that you carry with you about, well, money has to be watched carefully. Money causes fights, right? That's the place where we can say to that younger self, it's okay. It's okay to have money. It's okay to be there for yourself. It's okay to not make money a contentious issue in the household, right? I love you no matter what. So the compassionate mentor takes care of the needs of our younger parts so they can be whole again. It's like part soul retrieval of bringing back those essences, part trauma recovery, part um, just energetic releasing of cords and patterns, changing the fractals. So that way, that part of us can show up as they were meant to show up instead of the roles that they developed in order to survive that particular situation. We give those younger parts of us an opportunity to complete the cycle as a child or as a 30-year-old or as a 40-year-old, right? So whatever age it was, so that we can move forward energetically with our lives. In this process, the compassionate spirit guides also show up. So as we're there with that younger part of us, right? I said it was also energetic. It's not just a cognitive experience. It's emotional. We get to play out those feelings. We get to release those feelings. We have an energetic experience and the guides can help clear the energy so that it can shift and change instead of having that same energetic pattern played over and over again. If you haven't experienced this, if you haven't worked with me yet, I want to highly recommend that this, for almost everyone I work with, no matter whether I'm working with someone on their business or someone on their health, there seems like this is the practice. This is, again, it's a foundational practice of going back and finding what it is that needed to be shifted. Often clients come to me thinking it's about the food, right? They need to change the food that they're eating, which is often true, or they don't want to eat alcohol, or they don't want to drink. 
and they think it's like that they have to do something right now in the 3D world about food or alcohol. And my experience is that the younger part of ourselves, emotionally and energetically, we need to develop a relationship with that compassionate mentor and the compassionate spirit guides in order to be able to do something in the present moment. This is the work that I do, and I'll be honest, I developed it from many different trainings, lots of life experiences and practices that I brought into my own life. And I developed it because it was what I needed and no one else was offering it. I saw that one thing, you know, just changing the food wasn't it. Just changing the emotions alone isn't it. This is the whole backbone of the centered wellness framework. And in my experience, it's quite magical. (laughs) And if you're ready to try, I'm going to put the link to the vibrant health package that I have, which is six sessions, or you can sign up for a single session. It's just called a shamanic healing session. The work is the same in both of those. It's just that vibrant health is a package of six. And I'll put those in the notes so you can make an appointment and you can try it for yourself. And I'm going to ask, if you like this podcast, if you're getting something from this podcast, rate it, review it, share it with a friend. I want the people who need to hear this message to hear it so they can feel better, so they can have more energy, so they can have that vibrant life that they've always wanted to live. All right, friends, I can't wait to see how you compassionately mentor yourself. Thank you so much for listening today and for showing up here each week. I will talk to you next time. Take good care of yourself. for joining me on this episode of Whole Body Upgrade. If you'd like to learn more about working with me, you can visit me on Facebook or Instagram or on my website, centeredyou, that's centeredyou.com. See you on the next episode of Whole Body Upgrade.